Once fixated, the implant transmit measures and transmit data that enable management and treatment of uh, chronic uh, cardiac diseases like uh, heart failure. On today's show, we're talking to Oren, who's the co-founder of Vectorious, an organisation who've built a device that they can implant straight into your heart, specifically designed to help people with chronic cardiac conditions. We're talking about cutting-edge healthcare and technology. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we talk to leaders from across the industry and bring you some technology news. Hello, Rakesh, how are you? David, I'm good, mate. I'm very well. We're recording late in the day. Than, we are. Than we it's are. It's dark. dark. It's dark. It's dark outside, isn't it? Normally it's quite, yeah, quite light. Yeah. We are just one week away from the shortest day of the year, though. Ooh. And then things start improving again. Oh, improvement. That's that's my favourite word. That's all I want to hear now. Coming to the end of the year. <laughs> the days will be getting longer. Oh, thank you. And hopefully better. Let's get all this negative and you know shit show of a 2020 out of the way right let's let's look forward let's look forward to shorter days and better days eh longer days and better days yeah sorry longer days <laughs> and better days <laughs> i don't sorry. want to get any shorter yeah no no, no, no. <laughs> longer days and better days i went to a club on friday night okay yeah where underground is it are you you, you no, no, rooms, David. You... Sat right here. At my, like, genuinely, oh, your virtual thing. Yeah, it was yeah. good. No, it shut was... up. Shut no, up. It, 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 mate, it was genuinely good. It was so good. I'm going to give V together uh, and Paul Hamilton, who who runs it, <laughs> shout out. And and I've eat, I I thought it was so good that I filmed a bit on my phone during it and sent yeah. it to our boss, going, "This is actually good." Because I'll be honest, when I got invited to a virtual Christmas party, I was like, oh, really? Really? No, so what it did, right, if you you can imagine the Legend of Zelda on a SNES or Game Boy, or Pokemon even, Pokemon on the Game Boy, Uh, that style RPG, right? Mm -hmm. You had like a little character like that on an old school, like, see it from the top, kind of semi-3D, and you moved yourself around with your cursor keys. Right. So you're in a room, 40, 50, 60 of us, whatever. And as you walked up to someone, their video screen came into view. And right. as you walked away from them, it faded into the background. So if there was like a group of three people, you walked up to them, all three video screens came up and you walked away. They all disappeared and the other group that you got near. So you could actually walk up to someone and have a spontaneous conversation and then walk away and talk to someone else. So you could have like 60 people all having different conversations around a room. And they'd structured it so there was a bar area where you went to to like talk to the event organizers if you were a bit unsure what was going on. But they had tables for like different groups of people so that if you were like, I don't really know who who should I go talk to, or that, that table is the people, my, my tribe, my group of people that I know. Mm. And then the dance floor area, there was someone doing a DJ set. And when you walked in, the music got louder in your earphones, and as you walked away, it got quite, it was actually good. That's that's pretty all right. You you yeah, that that actually sounds pretty impressive. So all right, so so tell me this, yeah, tell me this. Did you have to yeah. dress up like you were going to a party or a club? No, or? I should. To be fair, I should have done. Yeah. I was so I was okay. so like, what's this going to be like? And I could only stay for half an hour. That I was like, okay, okay. Uh, but genuinely, yeah, 
I was impressed. And now, and now, talk to me about the usual things that we see in a club. So, what about pushy bouncers? No pushy bouncers, just logins. No, you just logged in. You were there. No ID, no entry, no problem. Right? Okay, cool. What about toilet attendants? Please tell me they had those. Please tell me they had those, because that for me would fake it, and I'd be all up for it. I think I'm a bit worried, mate, that you want to go and hang out in a virtual toilet. if we've got a virtual club and we can just do away with that that's a good thing yeah um i'm i'm, I'm impressed you know i, I am impressed what, what, so i'm trying to imagine myself in a club which obviously i haven't been to for a, for a long long time <laughs> what's one of those how do you even do it but i guess i guess you know when it's a bit awkward when you I'm just saying, not that I'm a single guy, but if you were a if you were a single bloke, it's sometimes a bit awkward when you or, or a girl, you know, to, to speak to someone of the other sex. But I guess if you're on an online thing, it's you just when it's right. work networking, it's not exactly not quite the same pressures. <laughs> hey, well, look, you never know, you never know. <laughs> but I, I guess it's not as pressured, right, to do it in real life because in real life sometimes can be a bit nerve wracking, can't it? Like. If you go yeah, to I mean, one of these the events, thing so. is, like there, there, there was that awkward thing that literally you you could be walking along with your little thing and you could you could every now and then I heard a faint hello, which is obviously your your camera had just appeared on someone's screen, but you're just kind of like walking past. So I was like, oh god, I hope I don't hear like some rude bastard who's just like, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, I've got a podcast, can't talk to you. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, V together, people go check it out, V together, yeah. well worth looking at. I have, I have. Passed it on to my to my management to say we should look at this. Can you, um, can you send me the video after this? I want to see this. Well, in fact, let's let's uh, let's cut to the interview, and then later on in the show, for our new, within our news section, I'll have I'll have sent you the video, and we'll have a quick chat about it. All right, cool. Let's do it. So on today's show, we're joined by Oren Goldstein uh, from Tel Aviv uh, and the company Vectorious Medical Technologies. Uh, good morning, I suppose. Good afternoon. It's good afternoon in the UK, actually, looking at the time. The morning slipped by already. <laughs> How's the day going? Good afternoon. And thank you very much, David, for having me in your broadcast. So look, before we get into any kind of detail, I think the, the best place to start is for you to introduce Vectorious and tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah, thank you. So in the Victorious, we develop an, an in-heart microcomputer. Uh, it's a device implanted in a minimally invasive procedure in the heart. Minimally invasive meaning a catheter into the heart and fixated in the heart. Once fixated, the implant transmit measures and transmit data that enable management and treatment of uh, chronic uh, cardiac diseases like uh, heart failure. Now that sounds reasonably complicated. Um, how how on the edge of medical technology are we talking here to be able to implant a microchip? Uh, we, we are talking on, on, on the extreme edge of uh, which combines both the high tech uh, and med tech world. I'm originally from the high tech uh, industry, so I'm bringing a lot of background and knowledge from the high tech industry. I think that's an interesting point, right? Because we've had a number of med tech businesses on the show recently. Um, and we tend to find that the companies are founded by 
doctors who want yeah. to improve something. You know, there's there's a medical issue that they see that they kind of go especially in the UK, through the NHS, this is very challenging. We can't meet the needs of patients. This is something that we'd like to realise. And then a technologist comes in as a CEO and helps them with data and helps them with the, with the innovation to, to yeah. make that a reality. Yeah. How did this happen? Because as you said there, you're from the, the tech background. How have you worked with medical professionals? Because you've obviously got to have that expertise. And, and what's that blend and marriage been like to help you realise what you're now delivering? Well, uh, from the very start, the need, the medical need was uh, defined very well with my co-founder. Maybe um, with your permission, I'll, I'll start with a little bit of background about mm. myself and, and my co-founder. So, so originally, like you said, I'm, I'm from the high-tech industry, meaning cheap semiconductor for the telecommunication industry. And uh, the, the previous company... Uh, I worked for was acquired, and then I was looking for my next challenge, and uh, I didn't want to develop any more ASIC chips, semiconductors. I wanted to develop uh, systems, systems of systems. I want to do to make an impact in medicine, in the way you treat patients. And uh, I met uh, Dr. Riala Ruyon, who's an entrepreneur in the medical field. He was an, also an MD, just returned from the, the, the largest cardiological event in the world, where he was acquainted with a new emerging field, which is called implantable hemodynamic monitoring, meaning you just implant a, a device into the patient body, and this device measures and transmits data that enable treatment of the, of, of, of the patient. Now, of course, there are many technological and medical, medical challenges, but uh, uh, we, uh, we combine forces and, and start thinking what will be, assuming someone will pave the way, what will be the next stage of what we call implantable hemodynamic monitoring? Then we uh, consulted with many cardiologists and they all indicated on the same location, which is the most specific and uh, accurate physiological indication, this is the left side of the heart. And then the, the question turned into a technological question. Can we develop uh, a device that you can uh, easily and simply implant in the patient heart and uh, will be able to transmit, measure and transmit uh, pressure reading? Of course, this device will have to be tiny wireless and uh, have longevity and work without a battery. Otherwise, it will not be tiny. So the need was defined very well. And the, and the question turned into a technological question. Um, so is that answers your question? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It, does, it does make me think, though. <clears throat> I understand your motivation for wanting to do something that obviously tangibly makes a difference to people's lives. Was there something about your? Was there something that happened in in a, in a kind of a family situation that that really kind of made you go? I want, I want to I want to go down the medical route because I suppose there are other there are other ways of using technology yeah. to make a difference, right? Well, it, it takes me back to to where, where, when I started when I, I, I have a bachelor and a master degree in electrical engineering and uh, initially when I thought about what to learn. I, I, I thought maybe medicine 
whether I want to be a doctor or, or engineer. Eventually, I, I selected to be an engineer. Mm. But here, uh, 20 years later, <laughs> I have a, a, an opportunity to combine both passions. So look, how easy is it to get people to buy into your business? You know, for people as a, for people to 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 financially back this because you're talking. We talked here about this is this is very much on the edge of what's possible medically and technologically. So it's not cheap, um, and I suppose therefore you're competing as well in a very crowded marketplace. There's a, there are a lot of med tech offerings, and I suppose some of them will appear less risky, perhaps, and, and offer offer easier returns for, for a business looking to invest in this area. So how have you managed to get the investment community to come on board and to support you? Actually, this is really frustrating um, because there are lack of resources and lack of uh, courage by the um, venture capitalist to invest in a high risky uh, medical devices. So uh, yes, it was very frustrating. And uh, the initial funding came from uh, angels in Israel who basically had the balls and the vision <laughs> to invest in something that is uh, 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 so, so futuristic. And, uh, and, and eventually it took us years of hard work before we knew our goal was even possible. So yes, um, uh, and it took us years to have the VCs invest. Uh, they did invest, the, the venture capitalists did invest when we were very close to the uh, uh, clinical stage of the company. And once we reached the clinical phase in the last year, uh, it, may, it made it much easier for us to acquire more funding. Out of interest, do you think being in in Israel was it was a benefit or a hindrance in hindsight? I, you know, you think of Israel and tech. You think of you think of cybersecurity in particular. Maybe you think of military, but you think you think of of those particular sectors as opposed to, to medicine. If I was thinking about the London technology scene, you tend to think of fintech. Uh, yeah. Whilst there is a big med tech community, it's, it's, it's finance that tends to kind of get the attention. Do you think, um, therefore, that, that the investment community was ready to embrace something like medicine in Israel? Well, uh, you, have, uh, you have a lot of uh, medical entrepreneurs in, uh, in Israel. Mm -hmm. especially in cardiology. Um, but the uniqueness of what we, uh, we develop is, like I said, a combination of, of uh, medtech and high-tech, putting um, uh, electronic uh, chip inside the, the body. Uh, the combination was hard to achieve. Uh, developing uh, something like that, you don't have uh, just, uh, it's, it's a combination of, of, of uh, skills. And here, uh, Israel is, is, uh, is, has a significant advantage because we are a small comp a country uh, and easily find the appropriate uh, contractor or the appropriate employee with appropriate uh, skills. Um, and the fact that uh, the high-tech uh, uh, high industry is so developed uh, here in Israel uh, make it, made it much easier for us. 
And the last thing, which is was extremely important, the, 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 the resources, the initial resources came from Israeli angels, high-tech investors, high-tech angels who made, made their capital uh, building electronic devices and software. Hmm. So yes, Israel was an advantage here. So look, just on the practicalities of how you're helping people, um, what, what kind of candidates do you tend to look at for this technology? I'll be perfectly open with you. My family has a horrible history of heart disease. My All of my grandparents died of heart attacks and uh, my, my mum and dad are on statins. I'm on statins, you know. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, stalks our genetic makeup. Um, so is this, is this something that you'd look at as someone, someone like me who's in their mid-30s and on statins and go, you're a candidate because we want to keep you out of hospital? Or is this for someone who maybe has got angina, uh, cardiac issues in their 50s and 60s, and it's, it's an early warning sign to, to stop them having a catastrophic heart attack? Well, first of all, we have a common background. <laughs> uh, my father, my grandfather also have all kinds of heart issues, but this was not the, the reason I opened this uh, uh, venture. Um, no, the, the, the device is intended for patients with heart failure. Uh, heart failure is a chronic progressive disease uh, in which the, the heart as a pump is unable to, uh, to pump in, enough blood for the body's need. Uh, so um, the patient, the average life, life expectancy of patients with this disease is about five years mm-hmm. and the, the quality of life is uh, usually poor. So by having a data from inside the heart, we will, will enable us to uh, treat these patients at home, remotely, with the most specific physiological indication. You type medication dosage that this patient take the uh, medication on a daily basis. So by having this data, the physician, the doctors will be able to type medication dosage, improve the quality of life of the patient, keep them out of the hospital, and of course, uh, uh, reduce mortality. I suppose. So this, so this device is intended for patients who are already suffering from, from a chronic cardiac diseases. And I suppose that would, to an extent, uh, reduce the question marks over data and the use of that data and whether or not someone's in, interested in sharing their data. Because I suppose a lot of the, a lot of the uses of data in, in medicine where it's preventative you know, people are kind of worried about how their data is being used in the long term, whether or not it's going to go, kind of go to an insurance company, etc. But if it's someone who already has a, a you know, heart, early stage heart failure, yeah, yes, they yes. are going to want anything they can to try and help them, right? Yes. Well, once you have a heart failure, if and, and, and uh, if you, um, I don't think that the security issues are are, are the the main problem here. Um, it's not, it's not general healthcare. Uh, it's it's really people that needs this uh, uh, management and treatment on a daily basis. How is it? How is it being received or even possibly helping now, given the pandemic? Because I suppose, you know, you're, you're talking about a group of people who have underlying health conditions. You know, COVID, as we know, uh, unfortunately, is is affecting people who have underlying health conditions more so than anyone else. And if you have heart failure, you may well be told that you need to shield and stay away from people. So if you have a chip in your heart that allows you to stay away from hospital more regularly than you otherwise would need to do so, that has to be a positive. Exactly. 
The, uh, we, have, we have started a clinical trial uh, last year in the UK, Italy, Germany, and Israel. That was before the, the COVID, the, the, the recent pandemic. And the medical community is excited about our technology. Um, and uh, uh, it, it, even more so um, with the experience now with COVID-19, when you are at risk when even taking the public tra- transportation to the hospital. Hmm. So um, um, the COVID-19 made, made this the need for remote monitoring even more, um, what's the word? Needed. Uh, needed, yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's a horrible thing to think. I, 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 it's, you kind of had to be careful how you phrase this because there is positives, obviously, for your business. I would imagine that investors are now more interested in this given the circumstances in the world around us. Yeah. Uh, and certainly you wouldn't want to think about it as being kind of, um, oh, great, this is a wonderful set of circumstances for us business-wise, but you are providing something that can ha- tangibly help to people. And and if it, if it highlights how it can help, then I suppose that is a positive thing. Yeah, uh, we we just we finalized the round in the midst of the COVID nineteen, but it, it wasn't due to or because of the the, the COVID nineteen. We have got the process uh, began prior to the COVID nineteen, but yes, we have uh, finalized the round uh, recently, and uh, uh, there is more and more interest by big medical de- uh, device companies uh, in this particular field. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think the area that you're working in is is fascinating. Um, as someone who, as we have shared, maybe has a vested interest in heart uh, heart disease being understood better, I'm very pleased to hear that <laughs> you are pushing the envelope on this. Uh, and look, the best of luck with the cl- clinical trials that you have going on at the moment. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much, uh, David. And uh, my message here for, for the medical entrepreneurs out there that uh, you need to have really irrepressible desire and go with your hunch. And uh, even if you just dream, if it is the right dream, just keep on doing that until you reach the, 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 the market. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is kind of amazing, I think, the idea that this, this is where technology should be going with medicine. Because mm-hmm. it's preventative. And, and I know that this is targeted to people who already have cardiac issues. Mm-hmm. But chronic cardiac issues, you can be at home, you're not in hospital, but there's a lot of people who've got congenital heart disease who they want to live a normal life and, and they, they, they want to have that security and they want to... I know, I know plenty of people actually that I've discovered through the Chronically Fit show, that my my other podcast, who have issues like this, who aren't in hospital all the time, mm-hmm. and actually having something in their heart sending data and whatnot would, if it's if it's going to give information and insight and save lives, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, and it it just shows that the just goes to show how technology. We we think about cutting edge technology, we think about products and software and APIs and robotics and all that sort of stuff. But if we actually look at how people's livelihoods are genuinely being, you know, kind of um, affected and how they are being benefited by the sort of med tech technology that we, you know, kind of just heard about, 
it's ridiculous it's crazy it's very very good but also i do think that there will be a lot of people that will you know kind of maybe maybe get a bit scared or a bit kind of turned off by it like i, I can imagine people much, being a little, or, little bit scared because the idea yeah. of having something implanted in your heart sounds frankly terrifying but mm. we're talking about a group of people here who have known heart issues mm. and also i think what's really important to remember here is that um you talk to you talk about cardiac disease. You immediately imagine someone like your grandparents' age, sixties plus, seventies, eighties, and it's not actually. There are a lot of people in their twenties, thirties, forties who have heart issues, who've had multiple mm-hmm. heart transplants. Who this 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 kind of technology could help improve their lives and could revolutionise the next generation of people with that with those issues coming after them. And also foresee a lot of issues that that may come up that you know you might not be aware of. Um, my old man is is someone that's got heart disease. He had a heart attack in his forties, I believe, or, or late forties. Um, and yeah, on the face of it, it's like oh, you're you're very young. Um, but you know, for for someone, I, I guess just kind of seeing someone fairly close to me um, kind of go through it, I think if he had things like this and data and, and and stuff to actually prohibit things in the future, it would definitely be an advantage, right? Um, yeah. And it'll be massive. And, and there's already other things like that with um, kind of disability and, and you know, kind of uh, electron kind of signals and messages that, you know, people have that who have a certain kind of disability in their brain and then that kind of gets fired, you know, to a kind of control centre and they monitor your movements and all that sort of stuff. So... There's so many things like that that happen, um, and I think it's fantastic. Like, honestly, very, very good. Um, and I don't, I don't want to downplay the security concerns because, because there will always be people where it's like you know, collection of, of of personal data and patient data. There is that thing around, you know, how secure is it, how safe is it, etc., etc., etc. But I kind of, I think it's worth talking about to a certain degree, in terms of saying where you're talking about health and you're talking about stopping people dying and you have someone who is chronically ill anyway mm. not that it doesn't matter but surely it matters less mm. i don't know maybe that's a really naive attitude and people in the tech community will turn around and go that's a crazy opinion of course it doesn't matter less privacy and patient data is still a huge concern and so on but i, I don't know i i think if, if if that was me and i had that particular chronic issue I just want something that could improve my life. Yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're playing on the. You know, I've got to be careful how, how it comes across here, but I think you're, you're basically playing on emotions of of, yeah. of a person, right? You're you're basically you're saying to a person, right? We've got something that can help you that will. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to, you know, um, kind of help with the longevity of life or anything like that but this may help kind of you know find certain things down the line this will help you kind of stay on the right track um you know are you interested and by that time i guess you're almost playing on emotion of someone you know and, and and them thinking rather than rather than us registering up to something tonight right an online shopping website and then they're like oh we want to get your credit card details and we want to get this and all that sort of stuff we might be like oh no these are details because we don't realistically have any emotional connection but when it comes to your own life and your own health then i think it might be a case of you know people maybe relaxing their boundaries i don't know um well i I also think there's a there's a massive difference isn't there between something like push doctor babylon valor where it's like yeah my gp at hand type thing uh, um, from from babylon where 
you're not you're not using it because you've got a specific known issue. You're just mm. using it as a replacement for your GP. And if you know the the the, the concern is that if that data gets that data shows that you've potentially got a health issue that you're not aware of that then gets potentially sold onto an insurance company and then all of a sudden your premiums go up before you know why and it turns out you've got a that i can understand the the issue mm. massively of course that makes perfect sense and and we need to be prepared to protect people's um privacy and people's data in that situation but this yeah it does tug on the heartstrings <laughs> Bad pun, but it, it, it has a. It, it, there's a lot more resonance, isn't there? If you have congenital heart failure, um, and and it's a chronic condition, and you know about it, you just want technology to be on the forefront of helping you. Hundred percent, and I think, I think because it's a bit more transactional in the sense that this is what you pay for, this is what you'll get, and there's a service, and there's the product. You would, you may then be, you know, a bit more kind of likely to then just say, all right, cool, sod it, let's go for it. You know? I'm really interested if any of our listeners just, if you think I'm being horribly naive here and I'm missing something, tell me, get in touch with the show, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'd love, a, I'd love, I'd love to be informed if there's, if there's something else that I I'm missing there that makes it a little bit more of a risk. But I, I think what Victorious are doing are amazing. I also love how he talks very positively about Israel in terms of it being a small community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that kind of hyper-connected environment where it's easier to get things done because there is that there is that community we've seen it with cities around the uk in recent years how birmingham has has focused on automotive how belfast has focused on cyber how teesside has looked at becoming a hub for in terms of a an e-port i think it's really good to hear that you know there, there is that thing in Israel. It's a high tech community. You've got angels who are willing to to take opportunity, you know, to take risks, um, and it's it's easy to get the tech stuff in. So, again, a great great kind of message for how how hyper local inter intertwined communities can really provide a boost for technology. It doesn't always have to be centered around London or the or the other known kind of established areas. Yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't have to be the big names in the world. It can be a you know, the, the small northeast of England, um, you know, that can do something. Don't say small northeast of England. I, 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 I knew you'd buy it. That, that's why I said it. Uh. <laughs> terrible, terrible, baiting me. Right. I think we'll take our, our quick break. Uh, Akish, I'll send you these videos to watch. And when we come back, we can talk about Fee um, Together virtual parties. And there's a couple of other bits and pieces around consumer tech that I thought I'd just very quickly cool. share with you because it's 10 days till Christmas, folks. Now that we're officially in the run into Christmas, why not think about giving a gift with a story behind it? Alive and Kicking are using football as a force for good and helping to support mental health education across Africa. You can do the same by giving someone a football from aliveandkicking.org forward slash shop. Now the footballs come in retro 90s kit designs. So go have a look and give a unique gift that will help make a huge difference to more than just the person who receives it this Christmas. Welcome back to the show. So Akish has just watched the videos that I took of the V Together party. Um, it, it, tell me I'm wrong with the whole Pokemon Legend of Zelda from the like 90s. Yeah. Thing. It looks to me like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. It, it looks exactly like that. Um, it, and it actually looks intriguing, which I think with, with stuff like this, rather than it being entertaining, I think it has to be intriguing. You know, there needs to be a level of intrigue that someone sits there by themselves with their headphones on or whatever and actually is like wandering around going, oh, what's, what's in there? Who's in there? Like, you know, and having a chat. Because if they tried to play on the entertainment side, I don't think it would work. Um, no. 
especially if you're at home by yourself, right? I mean, if you want to be entertained, go watch Netflix or, you know, go go do something else, play your PlayStation or whatever. But I think looking at that, it was actually very intriguing. Remind me of House Party, which was a, an app that came out um, for a short while. Well, the thing um, is, right, if you were on Zoom, you mm. couldn't, four or five of you couldn't spontaneously pair off if you were like, if you knew each other and play 21s. Mm. <laughs> just say right yeah actually if you wanted to you could on that four or five mm. of you could walk over to the corner of the virtual room and you could be like let's play a drinking game really mm. spontaneously mm. and it would work mm. and okay it wouldn't be like you're all in in a bar together having a bit of a laugh but it almost also would and you could sit there for a long time and be like you know what i've had a laugh now for half hour but i'm not bored of the whole thing because i yeah. can go wander over and talk to other people yeah, no, 100%. And, and I think, it, it, like I said, coming back to that thing, it, it, it leaves you it leaves you kind of uh, searching or, or kind of, you know, wanting to to learn a bit more and be like, oh, all right, okay, cool. So if I've had this one here, what can I do in another place? And I think it's great, you know. It's like, it's like being in a kind of – I'll tell you what would be good, right? And here's something that these guys should maybe think of later on down the line. And I'm sure this will be something. Virtual reality headsets paired up to that. So oh like, yeah, I mean, virtually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that. Then you're talking, right? Because then it will be sick. Then um, is never leaving his house anyway. Well, no, no, let's not make it that because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely die. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd do a lot of things to get myself into a bar or a club at the moment. As would anyone, I think. Even people that didn't ever go to a club before, I reckon they would love to go to a club right now. Um, and I've seen your moves at Christmas parties, Dave. You know, I, I know you, you, you'd like to get on the on the old dance floor as well. Everyone likes to embarrass themselves after a drink uh, or two. Oh yeah, cut some shapes. <laughs> but but no, that that generally looks good. Um, yeah, it, I, I'd I'd be well up for trying that. Get me on to the next one. Well, I, as I said, <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have a. I'm gonna get Katie, our our EA, to join me for a quick demo of it. So let's see. We we might end up. Having a quick, having a quick kind of virtual bar before, before, especially now we're in lockdown, we can't do anything else. No. Well, let's see. Right, um, it's ten days till Christmas. I found an article today about tech gift ideas, last minute Christmas presents, mm. um, smart speakers, Google Nest Mini deals from mm. twenty five quid. Amazon Echo have a new design; they're kind of like little round balls rather than kind of the what you've been used to seeing you've got sonos on there games you've got oculus quest 2 um the ps5 akish any last minute gift ideas any bits of tech that you'd be like you know what this is pretty awesome um what that i'm gifting to people or that? maybe maybe a bit of tech that you've got that you'd say you know what great christmas present i've got this i love it um trying to think what i've got really apart from like the usual headphones and that sort of thing um not really I've, I've, nah epic fail okay good yeah yeah i mean you put me on the spot here i'm trying to bloody think i mean i mean the the, the dyson heater thing's quite good i bought a new one uh yeah the kind of fan fan heater thing um a good addition for your home office very good addition, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. Is it an very air good. purifier as well, or is it just? It is, purifier? yeah. It's, it's the it's the Rolls Royce of of Dyson heaters. I think they're quite lumpy, aren't they? 
They are quite lumpy, correct, yeah. But I thought, so this was my thinking. I said, rather than spending, because you know what it's like in, in, in the summer, we'll be doing this pod soon in a few months' time, and rather than us wearing sweatshirts and hoodies that we are right now, you'll be wearing your tank vests or whatever, like last year, right? I'll be sat there sweating litres off my body, right? And we'll be like, oh, it's so hot. And, you know, you'll be trying to do your pod outside like last year again. And I'll be like, oh, Dave, I've got three fans on the go, but they're all, you know, blowing out hot hair. But I thought, rather than me go through that sort of stage in life again, who knows if we will be in lockdown, who the hell knows? I thought, let's get a good one, because then at least we know we're protected, we're covered. So, yeah, it's um, it's very, very good. So highly recommend that. But um, didn't you have some headphones that you were banging on about last week? Would you recommend those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just... The Cambridge, the Cambridge Audio um, earbuds are very good. They are very good. Seventy-five quid at the minute, which is for the audio quality, excellent. I think, I think from a running perspective, nothing will ever beat the Jaybird Vista. If you yeah, are, man. if you've got, if you've got a mate who's into running, maybe not a mate, maybe a girlfriend or a boyfriend, because they're quite expensive. To be perfectly honest, I think if you bought it for a mate, they might be a bit like, "Well, have you spent one hundred and fifty quid on me?" Uh, <laughs> but they're excellent. So there's my tip. If if, if you know someone who likes to go outside running even at this time of year jaybird vista very good earphones i'll tell you what i did play with the other day though was the new huawei smartwatch which one of oh, my yeah? friends has got yeah and it looks like a, an apple watch which i've got but i think it just it, it just sits a lot better um i tried it on and, and kind of you showed me the funky gizmos um, impressed with the android side with with your side of, of things um but yeah very very good yeah, well, as we said on a, a video, as I said on a video last week, I mean, why would you spend 550 quid on a pair of earphones? Never mind. If you're a super Apple fan, you will, but there we go. Right. Um, okay. Akish, thanks for your time. Uh, no we'll be back on Friday, the 18th of December. Oh.